Այսկալով այս խնդրի համար, որ եղպարճարդը ասեց, մենք էլ շատ տպավորված և կանի շապատ մեր միտքը պոլորինը սպրնել էր և աղոտքի նյութ էր եղել։ The issue that Brother Charles mentioned has been something that has been occupying us for the last few weeks. It's been a major thing in our lives, in our prayer life, in our hearts. Անցյալ գիշեր մենք արպի մոտ ենք և իրանց զավակներինը ուբիքն ու ռոզնելային դեղ էին և շատ լավ պաներ աստված մեզ տվավ, որ նրանց հետ կիսվենք. A couple of nights ago, I spent the evening with RP and the children. Robert and Rosie were well. We received many uh, good messages from the Lord to share with them. And the same things I want to share with you today. About the will of God. I want to read for you a prayer which comes from Psalm 143.10. Teach me to do your will, for you are my God. May your good spirit lead me on level ground. Ես միատ փորձարություն կասեմ, որ երկու շապատ առաջ, որ շատերը տայստեղ չեիք, մատ հիշեցիմ տրամասին։ I want to share with you an experience couple of weeks ago when some of you were not here, I was reminded of this experience. Որ այս շատ կապ ունի էտ նյութը էս մեր պատկամին։ And the subject of that is very relevant to what we are going to hear today. As you well know, I have had many, many difficult days in my life. Not only I have lost my parents, I have lost my brother and also my wife. And many brothers who gave their lives, martyred their, uh, their lives for their faith, I was responsible for, for their funeral service. So I have had many difficulties. When uh, Brother Haik and the other brothers were martyred, of course it was very sad, but also it was a thing of honor because they gave up their lives for the Lord. But uh, when, my, when I lost someone to illness, it wasn't such an um, issue of pride. And uh, therefore, when I lost my wife to illness, it was a big turmoil for me. Brother and I had many questions to ask from the Lord. I was expecting total healing. Just in the same way that we were expecting it for Yolanda. And from many places they were praying for her. 
Because everyone was desirous of healing. I even dreamt that healing had taken place because I was so much thinking about it. And apart from healing, I was not expecting anything else. But when it didn't happen, I did not become despondent because I believed maybe God wants to raise her after death. And we even prayed those prayers. But that did not happen either. And then I went through a different set of turmoils. What sin have we committed that this is happening? Has my faith been lacking? Am I under the curse of God? Uh, have we grieved the Lord? Is he angry with us? Has he forgotten us? And so on and so forth. Uh, tormenting questions. I discussed my pain with various brothers, but I realized that they don't comprehend the depth of my feeling. Therefore, I thought I should be And I did not condemn them either because they hadn't been through a similar experience. Until a until a brother came from Ilam, an American brother by the name of David, who was involved in the project that was going on in Afghanistan, uh, he visited me. He was a very committed man to the Lord and very anointed person. I was able to share with him freely. And whatever bitterness I was holding within me, I emptied myself of it. Uh, and he was listening to me and paying attention seriously. And this is what he advised me. Edward, you don't have to go into battle with the Lord, Edward. You are not allowed to. You are battling with the Lord. Uh, and you are opposing his will in your life. Be sure, if you start confronting him, you will be the loser. And you will be even more hurt. You will feel as if you are on the nails and somebody is kicking you. You are not the God of your wife. You are not her creator either. She was given to you as a gift from the Lord. And he decided fit to take that present away from you. Because she belonged to him. Please remember that you are the created and he is the creator. Don't consider yourself God. And this is what else he told me. If 
From the Bible we must pray only one prayer. This should be our one prayer. Let what you will in heaven be done on earth. In the will of God we see two particular qualities that this brother told me about. There is that part of the will of God that is possible to change when we fast and when we pray. And there is the other will of God that is unchanging and whatever we do, that will has to take place in our lives and on earth. And I want to give you examples of both of these different kinds of will of God. First of all, we want to analyze and study the changeable will of God. When God told Moses that I'm angry with the people of Israel and I want to destroy them, abolish them all. And Moses started his intercessory prayer and Lord turned away from his anger. When he through the prophet gave this word that Nineveh is going to be destroyed in a few days time because of their behavior, Jonah, and Jonah preached this preaching. And the people repented deeply and truly. What God had decided to do, did not do. His anger subsided. We read about another king, King Akab. He was a very evil king. And God had decided to punish that king. But the king decided to repent. Uh, he wore hair um, clothes and yes sackcloth and repented and God changed his mind and he said I will have mercy on him. In the Acts of the Apostles in chapter 12 we see about two people in their lives the changeable will of God and unchanging will of God took place. Jacob no James, James and uh, severed his head. Uh, he was a disciple of God and it was shown that he was against the disciples, therefore his head was severed. And we also see that uh, uh, Peter was sent into prison. 
But the church prayed for Peter. And what happened? It became the changeable will of God that the doors were opened and he was let out of prison. So these are many examples and there are lots of others where we see where with the persistent prayer of the church and fasting and continuing, God has changed his way. But we must never forget that we are not God. He is God. He is the Lord. He is the Creator. He is the one who rules. And in his will, some things exist that we do not comprehend. In Isaiah he says his ways are not our ways and his thoughts are not our thoughts. Just as the distance is a lot between the heavens and the earth, his ways are so different from ours. And also it is written, there are secrets that belong to the Lord only, but there are things that have been revealed for us to know. At times like this, even though your faith might be very, very strong, you fast and you pray. Again, what God has decided in his perfect will will take place. And we have to be able to differentiate between the two different wills of God. Let me give you examples of his unchanging will. David prayed for his son who was seriously ill. Second Samuel chapter 12, you can study about He humbled himself in front of the Lord. He fasted. He prayed for a whole week so that the child would remain alive. But when it didn't happen, and he died, uh, the servants thought that, how can we bring the news of the death to him? They did not dare to tell him that the child had died. They were talking amongst themselves. David realized that they were talking He changed his clothes. Shaved his face, <laughs> put his aftershave on, smarted yeah, yeah, himself up, yeah, yeah, yeah. had dinner. Yeah. They asked him, you were in such a bad state before he died. But what has come over you now that he's passed away? All my prayer and my desire was for the Lord to take him. But if he decided fit to take him, therefore I obey his will. 
He is not going to come to me. I have to return to him. And accept that what the Lord had decided for him. When we study the life of Apostle Paul, in 2 Corinthians chapter 12, uh, read it at all. Uh, Apostle Paul says something very amazing. God gave permission so that Satan can give me an injury. Uh, gave me a thorn in my flesh. And three times I prayed for that thorn to be removed from my flesh. But it wasn't removed. And the Lord told me that I want you to live with this thorn in your flesh. My grace is sufficient for you. And my power is complete in your weakness. Therefore, despite the thorn in his flesh, Paul was happy and he was praising the Lord. Many people have tried to say what that thorn in the flesh might have been, but Paul never says it himself. Uh, what we understand is that it wasn't something pleasant, it was some kind of discomfort from the Satan, and it was on his body. And it wasn't being removed by prayer. Even in the prayer of someone like the Lord had told him that in order that you remain humble, you have to put up with this thorn. You are a mighty servant of God and it just might be that you become proud. So shat, put up with this. Uh, some books explain and say possibly he had an ongoing illness. Or maybe he had been bitten and some part of his body was damaged. We do not know. Uh, Paul was not aware of everything. He says, about some things I have a little knowledge. Some things are a puzzle for me. I see them in reflection of the mirror. The mirrors in those days are not like the mirrors nowadays. There's a very shining copper or metal. Yes. Many things I do not know. We also, there are things that don't know. At times like this, we have many whys. We do not have all the answers to our whys. A lot of the questions you cannot get the answers. Because it is above our finite mind. I'm going to ask you certain questions. I want you to answer them. What color is your voice? I want an answer. From here to Brighton, how many liters is the distance? Brother Edward, his height is how many kilos? These are all incorrect questions. 
when the base that we are questioning from is incorrect, we cannot expect to receive correct answers. Usually we want to know answers to questions that are above our finite minds. While we are living in this body, it is impossible for us to know everything. I know of a brother, the Lord had visited him and told him that he would soon pass away. And his relatives had gathered uh, around his bedside because he was ready to die. He opened his eyes, he smiled. Do you realize that in a few minutes I will know all the answers to all my questions? Good for him. They, they attain a very high position and they attain knowledge. And already Yolanda's understanding is far above us. And this is why they say lucky are those who die in the Lord because they attain to that knowledge. If we look at death with these eyes, it will not be so painful when we were praying for Yolanda before she died, this is the prayer someone offered, but I corrected uh, Satan, I forbid the spirit of death. The spirit of death is not the spirit of Lord. And he was shouting as well. I called him to one corner. Can you tell me where in the Bible has written about the spirit of death? Uh, for a Christian, spirit of death is a spirit of evil. I think actually you have to study about the death of a Christian We want everything for this life and yeah, in this life. And we want God to give us all the blessings in this life. But we find ourselves very foreign with eternal life yeah. and with death. This is why death for us is something very painful and very ambiguous. Very fearful. It is the end of all things. This is not how the Bible describes death to us. It is not my intention to talk about death today. I want to uh, share with you about the will of God and tell you that there are some things that we cannot comprehend. I want to give you another example about Peter. In John 21, uh, Jesus said to Peter, there will be a time when they will capture you. They will tie you up. And they will take you where you don't want to go. This is God's will for you. Before saying this, he asked him, do you love me? Three times he asked him, he said, of course, I love you very much. Realize that you are going to be a shepherd to my sheep and feed them. And this is what your end is going to be. 
you are going to be martyred. So now we see that Peter knows what his end is going to be. Now he's asking, Peter is asking, what's going to happen about John? What's John said? What, uh, Jesus, what will happen to John? I know that I'm going to be martyred, Peter says. What will happen to John? How nice that he is martyred like me. Is his blood redder than mine? Jesus said, what's it to you? It's got nothing to do with you. What, it's got nothing to do with you. What will happen to John? Peter was curious again. He's pressing on. He was continuing. Uh, we are friends together. We are co-workers. What will happen that you tell me what his end is going to be? And he added one more thing. Are you trying to tell me that John is going to remain alive until your second coming? Is this what you're trying to say? If that is what you want to, if that is what you want to believe that he will remain alive until my second coming, so be it. What's it got to do with you? I think in other words, the plan, the will I have for you will happen and it will not be changed. I have another plan for John and that will take place in fullness of time. The Bible says that there is a time for us to be born and time for us to die. And the allocated times are in his hands, not in our hands. He decides when the time has come for us to be taken. Uh, last year when Brother Edward was in America, a very elderly lady over 90 years old visited him. She said, pray that I pass away. He was very, she was very serious. I joked with her a little bit. She wouldn't let go. She was quite uh, determined. Please. I have no one around me. If I become sick, there's no one left to look after me. Please pray that I die. She was crying for me to have this prayer so that she would die. I don't have a prayer of death. I will pray for God's will in your life. She was holding on to Brother Edward's heart and demanding this particular prayer. This is what I finally told her. Sister, I said, look, when a fruit is ripe on the tree, there's no need to pick it, it automatically falls down. If you pick it before it's ripe, it's not ready. So are you trying to tell me that I'm not fully ripe yet? I said, probably you're not yet. Somebody is ripened at the age of 22 like Yolanda and somebody else We do not know. Astuzo, chanaparnere, mermetki hakarat chen, mermetkitsi vreven. 
The ways of the Lord are not against and contrary to our thinking. They are over and above our mind. Somebody else was Elisha. His life is very interesting. He was the servant of Elijah. And he had doubled the spirit of Elijah in him. Elijah was able to do four, seven miracles. Elisha did 14. And even he was able to bring a dead person to life. The amazing thing is that this dead person was on the grave and some another dead person's body fell on it and it came to life. But the Bible teaches us such a man as Elisha became ill and died as a result of it. What do you understand from this? I hear from the preachers from the TV that a lot of them say that there should never be an illness in a Christian's life. And they say that healing is equal to salvation. And in the same way that the Lord has provided salvation for us, He's provided total healing for us. Brothers and sisters, salvation is an eternal gift. Healing is a temporary gift. If I become healed from a particular illness today, I might fall victim to another illness tomorrow. As long as we are in this body, we are subject to various illness. And often it is the will of God to heal us. But there are times when God is desirous of taking that particular person to himself. Or for certain reasons to keep them in that illness. You and I should not condemn anyone. God's will is not our will always. God's will is not always what we would desire. A bigger example than what you've heard is this one. The example of Jesus Christ himself. Yeah, in the Garden of Georgia, I was praying. Lord, if it is your will, take this bitter cup away from me. But not my desire, but your will. He was praying in tears. Three times he prayed the same. Like Apostle Paul, he prayed three times this particular prayer. But it was the will of God for him to partake of that cup of bitterness. We have to obey the will of God. And our prayer should be the same. What should we do when we come face to face with the will of God? 
very briefly I want to say this Uh, if you want, we can expand on it another time. First of all, we have to have the will to do the will of God. In uh, Psalm 40, verse 8, I, I desire to do your will, O oh my God. We have to reconcile ourselves with the will of God. It is very important. Jesus Christ said that the food of my life is to do the will of God. And I came from the glory of heaven, not to do what I wanted, but to do the will of God. When we were baptizing somebody, we said, you have to give your testimony. He said, is it possible that I don't do it? I said, actually, just give us one sentence. He just gave one sentence. But it had more impact from all the others who had given long testimonies. You know what he said? Before I was baptized, I was living for myself. I was doing what I wanted. Now I want to be buried and come to life so that I do what he wants me to do. This is a devoted Christian. We have to have the desire to do the will of God. And also take into account every kind of will that he might have for us. I want to read another verse for you. The Apostles, for I have not hesitated to proclaim to you the whole will of God. For I have not hesitated to proclaim to you the whole will of God. God's will is sometimes healing and sometimes it is to take the person When somebody is taken to heaven, that in itself is a form of healing. Because that person attains to the height of healing where there is no more pain or illness after that. The third thing when we're analyzing the will of God is for us to surrender to his will. Uh, just as it is written in uh, Rom- Romans 
պատարած տանք մեր անձերը աստծու կամ քիմանալու համար այսինքն հանձնվենք որպես միակ բան զով sacrifice uh, give ourselves as living sacrifices in order to know the will of god and that is when when we sacrifice our will to his will we will know what his will is for us when paul wanted to go to jerusalem the church was in a turmoil somebody prophesied Uh, they tied his arms and legs if you go to jerusalem this is going to be your end and the church cried for apostle paul not to go to jerusalem but this is what uh, apostle paul realized that this prophecy has two folds one is from the lord and the other is from his desires emotions the part of the prophecy that say you will have huge problems in jerusalem that was from the lord but the part that they say don't go to jerusalem because they loved him they were uh, saying those prophecies from themselves Apostle Paul did not obey the second and did not listen to them. He said, I'm prepared to go and give my life and be martyred because it's the Holy Spirit that's taking me. What did the church reply? The church replied, in that case, let the will of God take place. They surrender to the will of the Lord. We think that in the book of Daniel, Sedrak, Mishak and Abednego, do you think they were not fearful of death? Do you think that they felt that for 100% the Lord would deliver them in the fire? That's not what they said. Uh, they said that uh, to the king Nebuchadnezzar that we will not bow down to your statue. Our Lord is able to deliver us from your punishment. And even if he doesn't, we will not worship in front of your statue. They did not say that we will for 100% be delivered. Maybe he will. He may not. Maybe God wants us to be martyrs. But even if the Lord's will is to take us, we surrender to his will. I was reading a very good book last week. I'll share it with you. Lovely book. Uh, about Scotland nine members of a particular family and they saved money for all of them to go to America immigrate to America by ship they were a large family and a lot of money was needed 
But one week prior to their departure, one of their children becomes seriously ill. And as a result of that, they are unable to make their travel. Because the doctor advises that this child must not be moved for two weeks. Because as a result of that illness, the family does not travel in that world. And they were all complaining, grumbling. They're believing family, believers. They even complained to the Lord. Why didn't you heal him quickly so that we can take this journey? A few days later, they had the news that it was the maiden trip of the ship Titanic and it had subsided. So they realized that it was God's will for them not to be in that ship. A lot of things we do not know now. Some things in the future the Lord will reveal to us and some things he will reveal to us in our eternal life. Whether we know or we don't know, let us surrender to his will. Another time I will share with you why we should surrender to his will. I will share that with you another time. Because I know for so many of you, doing the will of God is not so pleasurable. Some people are scared of the will of God. Yes, when they think about the will of God, they go into depression. Allow me to preach that to you another time. Let us surrender our wills not as a result of what we hear has happened to Yolanda, but that is the way to be. Let us surrender our will to his will. And if God gives us something that we don't want to and it's within his will. And if we want something desperately and God decides to give in to us and give it to us, the end cannot be good. Uh, I was ministering to a particular family right now. Uh, the situation is like this. The girl had forced the man to marry her. Very interesting that the girl had put pressure on the man. You have to marry me. You have no other way out. I'm begging you marry me. <laughs> the man didn't love her. I have no feeling towards you. Fifty percent had been sold, the other fifty percent remained unsolved. As a result of the pressure she puts, they marry. Yeah, four and a half years, the situation has not been reserved and they are in trouble. 
And now we are working on them, so maybe the boy will change his mind. Even the girl who wanted the marriage so much, she's in turmoil. What have I put pressure on you to give me? You gave me. I wish you hadn't given me. Don't we have an example like this in the Bible? I don't want to take your time. Let me give you this example from the book. We have that very example. Uh, Ezekiel King. God told him that your time has come, you have to die. I want to remain alive. Which film? Yeah, I want to. Uh-huh, I want to remain alive. Do you know this film? It was a film by Susan Hayward and they wanted to kill her and she said, I want to remain alive. Obviously, it's had a big impact in Iran. And this king was saying, I don't want to die, I want to remain alive. God took mercy on him. You send the prophet and say, okay, I have extended your life by another 15 years. Tell this idiot. He is a child. He doesn't understand. Yes, he's a bit thick. I want to remain alive. In glory, I want to take you. No, I want to remain alive. It's my will to take you. He was insisting on remaining alive. And he remained. But he wished he had a... He lived a futile, rubbishy life. <laughs> Fruitless life. Up till then he was a good king, but he ruined it. He had lost his shine and ability that he had before. You know what happened that was worse? And in that 15 years, somebody was born by the name of Manasseh. Uh, when the prophet died, uh, he was twelve. When the king died, he was twelve years old. Uh, Manasseh ruled for fifty-five years, and there wasn't a more evil king in history, an evil person. Uh, he converted the whole of Israel to worshiping uh, other gods. And after he died, even his influence was carrying on. He was they were worshiping idols. This was the fruit that wasn't in the perfect will of God. So carry on insisting, Lord, I want or I don't want. What I want should be. Maybe if you persist, he might give it to you. But if it's not what he wanted, what will happen then? Surrender to his will. Don't be afraid of his will. Like his will. Come to terms with his will. Praise God for his will. And allow us to have this prayer. What you wish for us in heaven, let it take place on earth. Stand up please for this prayer.
In our own words, let us Heavenly Father, we want to do your will. We know that the troubles that we bring upon ourselves are because we wanted to follow our own will. Where we've made mistakes, we've been regretful. We've been defeated, we've been sad. Because we haven't had your leading, your direction. We haven't had word from you. Uh, we haven't taken your advice. Heavenly Father, we don't want to have conflict with your will. Where we have been blessed, where we have been successful, where we have had victories, where we have been fruitful, it is because we have been in your will. Heavenly Father, help us to have the same will as you. Give us the desire to do your will. To have assurance in your will. To rejoice in your will. To glorify you for your will. To be able to like Job say, the Lord gave, the Lord take it away. Glory to his name. We know that this is a very bitter cup. We know, Lord, that this is a very heavy cup for RP, for Yvonne, for Lisa, for Patrick, Lord, but our prayer is that you will be, they will be able to surrender and accept your will this day. And in particular, we're praying for the meeting that's going to be on Thursday. So that you will be present there, Lord. And you minister and visit them one by one. You reveal yourself to each and every one of them. Because we ask this in your name. Amen. Amen. Forgive me for the extra time I've taken.